Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. It was just about dinner time. Kip Mead came out of the little cocktail lounge in Wakefield's Brown Palace Hotel. He just said goodbye to Paul Cromwell, whose unexpected arrival in town had disturbed her very much. Now, as she guided a green roadster through the quiet streets of the little town, Kip caught glimpses of people sitting down to dinner, the parents at either end of the table, children ranged along the side, talking cheerfully, telling their experiences at school and play. These peaceful scenes were very remote to Kit. The thoughts in her mind were turbulent. Thank heaven I managed to talk Paul into leaving tonight. Now he won't go wandering around town, run into some busybody who'd tell him a lot of gossip. No, he'll be safely back in Chicago. I'll have time to work out some kind of a plan. If Paul had any idea I planned to fight the divorce, what a mess. I certainly made some awfully silly mistakes. If only I hadn't complicated things, taken Lisa's child. Dad would be wild if he ever found out that child isn't mine. Hate to think of what he'd do. Oh, I'll have to go through with it. But at least Paul's out of the way. For the moment. But Kit's relief would have turned to panic if she could have known what was happening at that same moment in the lobby of the Brown Palace Hotel. Paul Cromwell had accidentally encountered Peggy Douglas, whom he'd known when he was trying to persuade Kit to marry him last summer, before Kit decided she wanted Bill Meade. Paul and Peggy had talked reminiscently for a while, and then inevitably they'd begun to talk of Bill and Kit. Trust me, Peggy. Please, yes. Say whatever you have on your mind. Well, Paul, sometimes I've thought that perhaps Kit's name to her much stronger than any love she might have for Bill or even for her child is a fear of, of losing, of being defeated. Heaven knows Kit has colossal pride. Yes, that's it, Paul. And I think that's what drives her. Well, you may be right, but I don't quite see the connection. It's just this, Paul. Kit would rather hang on to Bill, even if she didn't love him, even if he doesn't want him, than sacrifice her pride by being defeated entirely. That must be why she refused to give Bill the divorce, why she intends to fight it. Intends to fight it? But, Peggy, you don't think she intends to do that? But of course she does, Paul. That's what I've been talking about. Didn't you know? You've seen Kit. Yes, I've seen her. Oh, but I was interested in getting your viewpoint of this affair. However, let's not talk about Kit anymore. Tell me what's been happening to you. Well, Paul, there's not much to tell about me. Oh, come now, Peggy, I don't believe that. You've grown up to be such a lovely young woman. 
I'm sure lots of things must have been happening to you during this year. For instance, now that Bill's interested in getting his freedom. Oh. Well, I do see Bill every so often, but... Well, since I was in at the beginning, don't you think it's fair for me to wonder what the end's going to be? It's not what the end's going to be, Paul. I'm afraid you saw the end already. Last year. You mean when Kit and Bill were married? Yes. But Peggy, if Bill's fighting for a divorce... Now you're doing it, too. Doing what? Well, everybody insists on linking Bill and me together. I know Kit suspected all along that... Kit suspects that you and Bill might get together again? Is that it? Well, something like that. She's always been, well, jealous is the only word that quite fits, I guess. Jealous of me in regard to Bill. And it is so silly, as I told you. Oh, you and Kit talked it over. Yes, I saw her at the doctor's office one day. It was the day she told me there wasn't going to be a divorce. Oh, that must have been some time ago, wasn't it? Well, not so awfully long ago. But I mean, things have changed since then. Yes, in a way. Bill made his mind up definitely. Decided to fight it out. It sounds to me as if Bill's matured a great deal this last year. I think he has, Paul. He's more determined, sure of himself. You, you must be proud of him, then. I? Well, it's not exactly my concern. But I am glad he's found himself. I guess the fact that he's a father now has something to do with it. He's so proud of the baby. He is, eh? Oh, yes. And he's got it all worked out. How he'll take care of it if he gets custody. If he gets custody? Good Lord, does he want the custody? Oh, that... don't you think it's natural? Oh, uh, well, yes, I, I suppose so. So he's having to fight Kit all the way down the line, eh? She doesn't want to give him his freedom or the baby. That's very hard. Ah, I'd call it tragic, Paul. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Well, do you think Bill has a chance, Peggy? I don't know. About the baby. Well, they say a court almost always awards the child to its mother. They feel that's where a young child belongs. Well, Peggy, I'm inclined to agree about that. A child does belong with its mother. In fact, I'd be willing to go to quite a lot of trouble if I could to see that the baby winds up with its mother. Oh, you say that so strangely. <laughs> Do I? Of course, you're loyal to Kit, but... Well, even so, it seems to me the baby might be better off with Bill in the long run. In the long run, my dear, a lot can happen. You know, somehow I've always thought of you and Bill as the right combination. You seemed so complete together in the old days. Perhaps we were in the old days. Not anymore. Oh, that's too bad, Peggy. Well, everything's so different now. Is this because of the baby? Oh, Paul, there are a lot of things. Peggy, would it make a difference to you if Bill and Kit were divorced and there were no child to be considered? That's a very difficult question, Paul. On the side, what's the use of talking about it? That's a fact. There is a baby. Yes. Yes, of course there is. So it's silly to talk about what might have been. It is ironic, though. 
Because I'm sure the baby didn't accomplish what Kit had hoped for. Hoped for? What do you mean? What did Kit hope for? Well, I think when Kit came back from California with the child, she hoped the baby would save the marriage. You do? Yes, I... I suppose that's logical. Of course. It happens sometimes. Lots of times, really. Oh, certainly. <laughs> Why, there's nothing like a child to keep people together, is there? <laughs> well, Peggy, it's been wonderful talking to you, and I I think I'm beginning to understand things a lot better. Well, I only hope I haven't been talking out of turn. Oh, no, of course you haven't. You've simply cleared up a lot of things, which my talk with Kit had left rather, well, rather obscure. In fact, very obscure. Now I... I think I know where I stand. A few minutes later, Paul said goodnight and went upstairs to his room. As he stood by the window, he was thinking, what a fool I've been, letting Kit pull the wool over my eyes like that. I always did wonder why she was so determined to get possession of Lisa's baby. It didn't ring true. Her explanations were so vague. But all I cared about was that she was going to get a divorce so that she and I could... And all along, Kit wanted Lisa's baby because she thought she could hang on to Bill if she gave him a son. She planned it so carefully, using me, using Lisa. No wonder she was so anxious for me to leave tonight. Wanted to get rid of me. Well, my sweet, you're going to find out that it doesn't pay to double-cross Paul Cromwell. Hello, operator. Get me Ben Calvert's number, please. Yes, that's right. Mr. Ben Calvert's home on 11th Street. Few people have ever seen Paul's face as it was now. And those who had never forgot it. In Ben Calvert's house on 11th Street, Kit Mead jumped nervously as the telephone bell jangled through the house. 